All right. So so this week, so we've been we've been talking right about how the herbivores have four legs, right, and they move slowly, and the carnivores they have two legs, right, so that they can catch these slow ass herbivores, right? Wait, what about like? What about like a lion? That's a carnivore with four legs. Well, yeah, but we're talking about dinosaurs, dog. Oh, like <laughs> okay. So one of them asked me today. Well, what about a flying dinosaur? What the fuck does a flying dinosaur eat? Foul mouth kids. I have terrible mouth kids. They know all the curse words. But I had to stop and say, like, I I don't know. I mean, what does a flying dinosaur eat? Man, that's really one of those moments of, like, I'm the teacher, but I'm learning more from you. (laughs) Uh, welcome back to Dull Crans. Welcome back. You're in the cram box with the Dull Crans. Uh, so, yeah, I, I really want to know this, though. Like, because, because to me, I don't want to know, I don't want to know, I don't want to know what, well, hold on what a, a flying dinosaur eats. Before all this, what's your name? Wait, oh, I'm, I'm Gabriel Zuger. I'm Julian. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Anyway, but, Beck, what does a flying dinosaur no, eat? No, I don't want to know what a flying dinosaur eats. That's not important to me. What's important to me is, like, like, you learned about dinosaurs growing up, right? But yeah. you, you can't tell me what a flying dinosaur eats. I think, like, like carnivorous. All right. Well, you think, but you don't know. But, like... I'm... I, as, like, right. pterodactyls are carnivorous. All right, fine. Well, they don't even say pterodactyls anymore. They say, like, pterodon now or something. Like, all the names have changed. And to me, I just, like... All right, this isn't my study, right? This is a curriculum that's been handed down, okay? But, like, why? Yeah, for, like, 65 million years. For 65 million years, principals have been handing down curriculums on dinosaurs. And, like, I don't understand why. Like, what's with all the dinosaur propaganda? Like, to me, there isn't anything you can learn from dinosaurs that we can't learn better from From species that didn't go extinct. Like, sorry, sorry. Native Americans don't count. In that <laughs> uh, we've already we've already addressed I, that we loved our Native American uh, curriculums growing well, yeah, up. Yeah, I'm like, just saying Ed, the only two things I learned the Lenape school. <laughs> it's all about the Lenape people. Were longhouses and dinosaurs. <laughs> um, yeah, not all Native Americans lived in teepees. Those were just the Plains Indians. That's right. That's right. We have established that, but. Really, like, what is it with these dinosaur studies? I just, like... Well, I mean, you're preparing kids for the real world. <laughs> right, because, you know, they need to talk about dinosaurs all the time, right? Well, do you want your students one day growing up to see, like, Jurassic World 8 and have no uh, no context, no sense of what this movie is really about? Well, this is... this. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because did you know that... Fucking uh, Steven Spielberg actually invented the Velociraptor. There was no such fucking dinosaur as the Velociraptor. And he was doing, I don't know what kind of research he was doing before he made Jurassic Park, but he was doing some research and he was like, hey, all these dinosaurs kind of suck. I'm going to create something that's wicked awesome and better than everything that the scientists have already kind of made up on their own. I don't think that's true. It is true. There's no... There's no real Velociraptor. There was nothing called a Velociraptor so before is... Steven Spielberg brought it out in fucking Jurassic Park 1. But so there's a dinosaur that 
has the bones of a velociraptor, but was called something else. Was called something or something Latin. or something similar enough, right? So he just he tweaked the name. He tweaked the branding. He didn't invent a dinosaur. I think, wholesale. I think he went further. I think he tweaked the name, but he also tweaked like you know some of its characteristics and features. I I'm, we're I'm on almost the air, positive so I don't, of this. I can't like Google this right now, but. This is a thing. I'm not claiming that you're wrong, but I have to know the truth about. I. It seems. Do you think this is why? Do you think that's why Steven Spielberg actually made Jurassic Park? Is it? Is it because he had such a fondness growing up and learning about dinosaurs in his third grade classroom that he said, "I I must, I must paint you. I no, must make I think... a movie out of you." He made Jurassic Park because in college he had such a fascination with chaos theory. That's that right. whole movie is really about chaos theory. Gotcha. Gotcha. And yeah. also, like, uh, he wanted a very debonair uh, Jewish man it's always to real- explain it. It's also very impressive that he made Jurassic Park without actually reading the book Jurassic Park. Yeah. I did not know that either. Yeah. 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 Uh, you got like cliff notes? Does I, Michael Crichton have cliff notes? I don't know. I don't know. I believe he does. He must. Yeah. Um, he's got fan fiction at least. What other? <laughs> I'm trying to, other than Jurassic Park, what are like the big Michael Crichton? Uh, shit. There's like a. I know there's like a. It's not Time Quake. That's a Kurt Vonnegut. But there's like a time shift thing. There's mm. something. Timeline? Fuck. I don't know what it is. Um,. Anyway. Oh, Congo. I think Congo is a Michael Crichton. Really? Oh, yeah. well, Congo is great. Yeah, Congo is great. I mean, not that Jurassic Park isn't great. Jurassic Park is great. But Congo... I think Congo is. Congo I might is be fucking insane. That up. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've not read Congo. I just... I've seen the movie. We just love Amy. You just gotta love Amy. Isn't Amy the monkey and Isn't Amy the... The name of the monkey? The name of the monkey in Congo? It's possible. It's Amy. <laughs> Amy said. Yeah, it's definitely Amy. All right. Gabe's seen Congo more recently than me. Um, but, but, yeah, but look, fucking dinosaurs. Like, to me, I don't, like, okay, we in, we always insist on teaching dinosaurs at elementary level, right? And, like, I'm convinced of this now that the only reason we teach it at the elementary level is because by the time you would get to middle school you would have no patience for dinosaurs whatsoever. And you would j- just tune out whatever the fuck your teacher was saying, right? Because that's when middle school is like when you start learning about like actual social sciences that like matter in the world or like, you know, I don't know, things around you. So my feeling is like the only reason we even still do this in elementary school is because that's the only age they'll listen to it. However, it is the absolute least pedagogically appropriate in elementary school because these are kids who can't even remember like fucking last week or like understand the concept that their parents were alive before they were alive and like time existed before them. And yet we're going to explain to them that not only does time exist before them, time existed before humans before, you know, George Washington, before, not in that order, of course, before uh, 65 million years ago. Well, I think and that you also, should do, and that you, also, should, you should go in and blow their minds by being like, the universe is 4.8 billion years old, or maybe that's the age of Earth. 4.8 billion? That sounds like Earth. 
That's not okay, that's not the it, universe. Then it's all, then the universe is only like about a billion years older than Earth. Anyway, you should sure. you should be like, guys, what was there before the Big Bang? <laughs> Just a bunch of ambient energy. Guys, what was there before light? Um no, but really, and and I don't even want to go all flat earth on you right now, but I mean, really, there is just a problem, too, for me, with the science of it all, right? Because, like, we're always oh, trying... Oh, you're, uh, the earth is 5,000 years old. I'm not the earth is 5,000 years dinosaurs old. Dinosaurs are the devil's no, no. trick. No, but there's a science of it matter, too, where it's like, all right, so we're, we're teaching these kids that dinosaurs looked exactly this way, and that they oh, yeah. had exactly they this amount, and now they say, right... Wait a second, fucking Jack Warner, who, you know, was a famous paleontologist, I don't know, a couple decades ago, like, he came out with a theory at one point, everybody else was was doing this whole cold, cold-blooded cold theory, right, that, like, because dinosaurs, we think Look. they were kind of lizardy, so we think they had to be cold-blooded, and Jack Warner was like, are you people fucking idiots, like, if we're saying they evolved into birds, and we're saying they laid eggs, and we're saying they did this and that, like, there's no way they were cold-blooded. They were obviously warm-blooded. Reptiles and right, lay eggs. All right, reptiles lay eggs, but you get what I'm saying. Like, he was like, we're saying they were fast. Like, we're saying they did this, that, and the other that makes more sense with birds, or like, that they adapted reptiles to flight. Fast. All right. All right, I'm not convincing you the way Jack Warner convinced his colleagues, but the point is, right, we, we don't actually have anything to look back at and say, this is exactly what it looked like. So why are we teaching these kids, who are all confused, by the way, and think fossils are just bones that are laying around everywhere. You know, I really want to blow their minds and not tell them about the Big Bang. I want to tell them that dinosaurs actually are the gas that we put in our cars. Because some of them have asked, like, well, what happened to the dinosaurs when they went extinct? And they will be like, well, they became fucking natural gas and fossil fuels. <laughs> and every time you drive around, you're using dinosaur blood. Well, that's what makes a car go fast. <laughs> you got to have that high-octane dinosaur blood. Yeah. How do you... Have that's the why T-Rex had gasoline in his veins, baby. <laughs> that's the premium stuff, baby. Mm-hmm. No diesel here. No, Brontosaurus used diesel. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta get that good shit. Gotta get that nitrous blood. <laughs> so, nice. I don't I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm off I dinosaurs. Mean, I'm really off dinosaurs. Is it that you've taught dinosaurs for like eight years in a row? Because I remember as a kid liking dinosaurs. As a kid, you love dinosaurs. I loved dinosaurs as a kid. And it's not that I've taught them eight years in a row. In fact, this is like really only the second or third time that I've ever taught them. So when you have non a consecutively, what are you going to do when he asks about dinosaurs? All right. I mean, or so she, she could ask about dinosaurs. Girls can do anything. Uh, I mean, I'm probably going to say that I'm not the expert on dinosaurs and I'm going to sit them right down in front of Jurassic World and have Chris Pratt explain it to them because he is the expert and you might as well hear it from the horse's mouth, you know? The guy who brought the dinosaurs back to life and, you know, set them free into the world. Chris Pratt Chris trained Pratt. dinosaurs. Oh, he's not... He's not B.D. Wong. Wait, he... That's not... Jurassic World isn't a prequel to Jurassic Park in which Chris Pratt plays the scientist as a younger fellow? Well, unless B.D. Wong is ageless, 
No. B.D. Wong is always a scientist. Wait, why are we back on B.D. Wong? B.D. Wong isn't the one who brought dinosaurs back to life. Yes, he he's the scientist who works... He's in both the original Jurassic Park and he's in Jurassic World. No, but it's the old guy. It's the old well, guy the who old walks guy the kids around. It. No, isn't he the one who, who has the... He has the amber uh, mosquito that had dinosaur blood in it yeah, in his fucking cane. It's but, that guy. Yeah, it's his money that made it possible, but he's not the actual scientist. Really? By the way, I'm pretty sure it's that like strand of DNA that explains it in the first movie. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm I think DNA. he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a bill <laughs> on Capitol Hill. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's really where it all comes down to. Um, it's weird that nobody's figured out how to do it for real. Yeah. It's pretty fucked up. Yeah. Scientists are holding out on us. I mean, they keep coming out with iPhones every year, but... But you're going to tell me that 65 million year old DNA doesn't stand <laughs> That's how you know that DNA isn't actually a real thing, Julian, right? That's oh. why, like, you know that DNA was just something invented to get all these, like, uh, you know, murderers off death row. You know, it's just about the Innocence Project. Otherwise, we would have, you know, cloning and we would have dinosaurs. You and we don't have either. I actually... Where I, are all my clones? I disagree with your premise of, like, Kids don't need to be taught dinosaurs. What I think you should do, though, is you should do, like, human history with kids. And then, like, you teach kids about dinosaurs when they're about, like, 11. And it's like, what the fuck? There was a whole, like, era of dragons before humans? (laughs) Like, this is insane. Like, it should be a thing that's, like, strictly kept secret from kids until they reach an age where they can be, like, amazed by it. Like, their sense of history only goes back to the beginning of man. And then, like, you reveal, like, now that you're, uh, you've come of age, we can tell you the exciting secret. It would be like, it's like Scientology. What's really, what's really great about it is that then, once they start staying up a little bit later, and they start hearing their parents talking about dinosaurs too... They'll get it into their heads that, you know, from between the hours of, you know, 8.30 and 10 is when adults just talk about dinosaurs. And they have, you know, for all of time, but they weren't able to hear it until they turned 12. And now they get to be a part of the conversation. Yeah, yeah. It's like, and there should be like rules on TV that no programming with dinosaurs can air before 8.30. Absolutely. Uh, You also have- They'll have to be separate toy stores. You know, you'll have to have secret locations where grown-ups can buy dinosaur toys for their of-age children. Well, adult stores. Um, <laughs> I'm so, oh, I see. We're just going to sell it at peep shops on 42nd Street. Is that, yeah. is that Which, the idea? Where are there peep shops on 42nd on Street? On 8th Avenue. You just have to move over one avenue. It's not that hard, people. Anyway, uh, the... I. I I feel like there's you would create like a sense of wonder and whimsy in the world if you like held this as a secret for a certain number of years from kids and then it's just like 
blows their mind. I really like this because to me, all it seems it it feels like all the wonder and whimsy is really wasted on children in general, right? Like they get they get well, Santa, they, they, have they get whimsy. the Tooth Fairy, they get elves, and right, and their own fucking lives are wonder and whimsy. They're, right, every yeah. goddamn thing they do all day long is like so fucking amazing and like eye-opening for them right every experience they have so all you're saying is you're let's, wasting it in those right, years where everything is exciting. all you're saying is let's let's save a little just yeah. let's bank it but let's I, bank a little I, something I to go, give them before before wait, wait, they can have sex I think, and before they can experiment with drugs let's save dinosaurs i think it's that thing of like uh, uh back to like scientology you structure it like the different Wait, levels. I don't want to go back to Scientology, no, no, Joanne. No, no, no. We've already been to Scientology. We made it no, off no, no, the no. cruise. It, Please don't take me back there. Obviously, they have a good structure going. They're crazy, but like <laughs> it works. And so what you, you do love is it. like you just hold back actual facts from people until they hit certain ears, right? Like so you force a certain level of ignorance on people until they turn X age. And then they get to find out this exciting, cool thing that is actually real. You create like, uh, that's how you create a cult around science. Like that's how you create a real Scientology where people are like, dedicated to facts in an obsessive Crazy about facts about science. I love it. Yeah. 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 Uh, that's next level shit. Yeah. Welcome to the future, people. I am, though, I'm realizing now, I am sure that I had dinosaur segments in elementary school, but I cannot remember them. I remember more, like, reading dinosaur books as a kid with my parents. I'm not kidding. I I remember hearing really fucking stupid shit all the time in these fucking dinosaur classes. I remember getting, And loving it. Dinosaur-shaped chicken nuggets. Okay, totally that. Yes. Who makes that? I can't remember. That's a thing. Yeah. It definitely was a thing at least. Yeah. It was like a it was like a lunchables, but it wasn't a lunchables. You microwaved it, but it like came as a meal, didn't it? Or were they just solo? I can't remember. The Natural History Museum also used to do it for like a serious markup. Um but I remember hearing some stupid shit like Brontosaurus, which I think they probably like killed anyway. Like I think Brontosaurus actually isn't real anymore. Because, you know, the, that's the other thing is it keeps changing. Even though, like, we know nothing more about dinosaurs, the facts are always changing every goddamn year. You you know, Brontosaurus is, they found out, I mean, maybe they changed the name, but they didn't have super long necks. All of those were tailbones. They had crazy long tails and just that little head on top of that big old fat body. Well, that I'm glad you said they that because... like, you know, I don't know, like... A bulldog has too big of a head. Like a French bulldog. Well, that makes a lot more sense, frankly, than what they did tell us at one point in my fourth grade elementary school class, which was that, like, we're thinking that maybe they had multiple hearts to just, like, churn their blood up into their skull because, like, they thought that would make more sense. I don't know. They always have multiple stomachs. They have multiple stomachs, but that's just, like, having to digest, like, indigestible things, isn't it? Like... Having multiple hearts, there's no creature that has multiple hearts. That's an insane concept. That's like having multiple brains. There's not a creature that has multiple brains or multiple heads. The hive mind. Just the hive mind. The morgue. Which we will all become assimilated to. Uh, Bees. (laughs) I I like the pug theory, though. I like the pug brontosaurus. Mm-hmm. Like big, but feisty also, right? 
You know? <laughs> Just a long ass tail that goes on for miles. It's a, it's a good image. And like a head that can barely see around its body. <laughs> it reminds me of, you know, the big bodybuilders that like can't actually move their arms well me enough to like wipe their asses. The dinosaurs. You know, like low. Well, do you remember the henchman from the Super Mario Brothers movie? Oh, yeah. Like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The, uh, you know, some of the Koopas. That's right. Yeah. Koopas. Koopas. If you've not seen the Super Mario movie in the last three hours, please go see the Super Mario movie. Uh, I guess they weren't dinosaurs. They right. just worked for a dinosaur. R.I.P. to Bob Hoskins. Um, yeah, they just worked for a dinosaur who wanted to de-evolve everybody back into dinosaurs. Freaking classic. Oh my god, they had such tiny heads. Oh my god, it's so brilliant. <laughs> and the Koopas are, I guess, turtles? There were Koopas and there were Goombas. I'm not sure who was who or what was what. Um, there were toads and toadstools and, you know. Ed Hopper played uh, Bowser. That was a star-studded cast. Which, like, a lot of people forget Ed Hopper used to beat his wife. Kind of fucked up that everybody loves him as Bowser so much. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, history, Ed Hopper, history frowns upon that. Ed Hopper was a terrible dude. <laughs> like, hearing about, like, how vicious Ed Hopper was to his wife is what made me realize, like, oh, the 60s were a terrible time. Yeah. yeah. Like, the, the Manson murders. For which we should never go back. Yeah. And people, like, totally chill about Ed Hopper being vicious to his betrothed. Yeah. Yeah. We're in a different time, Julian. We're in 2018. Me too, baby. Yeah, Me Too movement. Or Time's Up. Time's Up, Ed Hopper. Wait, what's Time's Up? Is that like we have to send them all to jail now? Like No, like... uh, If you were were beating your wife, Time's Up. I don't know if it... You got a free pass for the last 45 years, but... Well, it's time to go. I don't know if it was... A hashtag before Oprah's speech at the Golden Globes, but she was talking about the Me Too movement and she was saying, you know, like, time's up for, you know, this sort of behavior. Patriarchy. It's over, people. Well, I, it'll take time to dismantle all of it, but at least this part, the hope is, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, uh, back to dinosaur Let's shape, go back chicken to dinosaurs. Nuggets. Oh my uh, God. Did you have chicken nuggets for lunch at your school? I can't remember if I did. I remember the chicken nuggets from home. Oh, we definitely had chicken nuggets at some point. I, I remember, I, I can't remember them specifically, probably because I was always comparing chicken nuggets to uh, chicken McNuggets, which was also how I referred to all chicken nuggets as a child. I would go up to any vendor of food and say, I'll have the McNuggets. And they would look at me like, you're an asshole. We very rarely went to McDonald's when I was a kid, but I would always get chicken nuggets because I was not an adventurous enough eater to eat a hamburger. Well, I think it's like I had one once and it had pickles on it. And instead of like asking for it without pickles, I was just like, ooh, I can't eat hamburgers. Right. Too spicy for you. (laughs) Too much there. Too much flavor. Yeah, the pickle was too much. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, I instead wanted to just have what was essentially fried dough. Right, right. With some fries on the side. With some fried uh, fried dough with fried... Uh, potato. Potato. Yeah, yeah. yeah That's yeah, what yeah. they're made of. Yeah, I think so. And as we know, you love the texture of potatoes. I don't. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> we've established. So, so yeah, no, we definitely had to have chicken nuggets, but they don't stand out to me as my public school lunch, like, dippable. That would have to be... Wait, dippable? Yeah, like something that you dip into, like, ketchup and shit. Oh, oh, oh. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like in terms of meals that, like, handheld meals for, for school lunch when I was growing up, it was all about the fish sticks. Oh, yeah. All about the fish sticks. I haven't had a fish stick since I was a little kid. So I just had this conversation with somebody because they said the same thing. Oh, I will make you repeat it then. Well, (laughs) moving right along then. No, but so I I actually went and bought a bunch of fish sticks from a a store that shall not be named. Greasier than you remember? uh, I felt quite ill after consuming just a small amount of them with some homemade tartar sauce so yeah it was an interesting experience like i was i was happy for the moment of nostalgia and grateful that my my wife wasn't around to experience the discomfort afterwards you gave you diarrhea i'm not talking about that on the air and no but just like no, just oh, like you a feeling. A bunch. No, ju- no, it wasn't even that. It was just like it was a it was a feeling of just like self loathing. I I think like your despair wife, and self loathing. Your wife is so difficult that she can't be there to support you when you're loathing yourself. Gabe, get out of this destructive relationship. It's unhealthy. <laughs> Got to get out. It's so it's so emotionally abusive. Um, I mean. It's one thing if she, like, yells at you and kicks you because you have diarrhea, but for you not to be even able to be emotionally vulnerable in front of your wife because you ate a cheese, uh, a fish stick? I would be able... I almost said a cheese stick. I would would be able to accept the kind of body shaming that comes along with and is deserved by any kind of foul bowel movement, Uh, but... You're right. You're right to to seek comfort in another um, and a, a shoulder to cry on. She makes you wear a bridge too far. A pair of juicy couture sweatpants when you have diarrhea. It's it's yeah. true. Yeah. And it's a nasty boy. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm really sorry I invited you over that day. Yeah. Um. I mean, they look good. I. They look good. They feel good. They feel um, good. I don't feel good inside, but they feel good. But back to lunch, um, I, the only school lunch I remember, I, I used to have to take lunch to school, and I remember it'd always be like, it would always be on wheat bread, and I would hate it. But on Fridays, they would have pizza for the school lunch, and my parents would send me with like the $2 it costs for school lunch, and... It was like those rectangular Elio's pizzas. Fuck, yes it was. I don't know if it was actually Elio's, but the... We know the shape for sure. There were 90 degree angles on said pizza. Which, as we know, there should never be a 90 degree angle on any pizza, right? Well, it's a triangle and a circle. Though, I do think there are, like, there are some pizzas... Like grandma style pizza. I'm not talking about the thick one, but the thin one is yeah. cut in squares. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just you know, I'm. If you, I've had some square cut pizzas before that are good. These were not. Did did but now, I at the time I did like them. Do you remember little red like almost cubes of like meat product that were on them too? Because I no, remember these I also, like pepperonis that were like 
Gabe, you forget. I Again, wasn't an adventurous eater. I was not. I was plain pizza. I'm still a plain pizza guy. The 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 and and I'm a vegetarian now, so I don't even eat these things. But the the pepperonis that we used to get at school for the public school pizza was not shaped anything like a pepperoni you would recognize. It was again like a meat cube. It was like a pink cube. And your pizza was studded with them. And they would, like, stand up. They were like diamonds standing off a ring, you know. And I have no recollection of what they tasted like. I assume they were sort of just, like, just like bombs of salt, right? Just, like, salty, chewy nothingness. Uh, but, damn, that pizza was satisfying. Well, you know, I, just as a kid... Uh... I would do anything for pizza. I don't even know if I liked pizza that much, but somehow in my head, like, I decided that pizza was the best thing you could eat. Oh, uh, even 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 growing up as a New Yorker, I had memorized the number. Sbarro. Don't do it. I had memorized. Familia. No, you wish. You wish. Even worse. I had. Dominoes. I had memorized the number of Domino's, even though ba- we never ba-jots. ordered from Domino's. I had memorized the number six, and six, would six, like six six six. No, no, no. Actually, it was all twos, not Carmel. It was all twos. Oh it wait, was it like, was straight twos. It was straight twos. It was okay. like two one two 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 o oh, two two or something like that I or two thousand. I Abe, swear, you're was here me. bragging about remembering a bunch <laughs> of twos. That's lame. Trying to act like you're some savant as a kid. Ooh, I remembered all the numbers to pi. If all the numbers to pi were two. I had the greatest memory as a child. My parents would dote on my memory. They they would brag about my memory all the They would always go, Gabe, where did I put the keys? All the time. Well, it was more about like every line to the original Michael Keaton Batman movie or like the most recent episode (laughs) of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles I had seen. But yes, I could remember pizza. anything. <laughs> hey, I'm Mikey. I love pizza. They all love pizza. They all love pizza. It's true. But he's a party animal. What's the name of the reporter that... April O'Neil? Yeah. Don't even do that, dog. That's a weird Don't even pretend you forgot that. Splinter was my favorite. Yeah, Splinter's the man. Yeah. Who played Splinter in the live action one? Uh, that was Willem Dafoe. He absolutely transformed into Splinter. I can't tell if you're doing like a... You're talking about the 1990s one, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was Willem Dafoe. So, was it like a puppet or was he covered in a costume? Covered in fur, dog. Nuts. Covered in fur, yeah. He's an animal. I mean, he can do anything. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I don't think anybody knows who played Shredder, actually. I think that's a trade secret that has yet to be revealed. He's still buried in rubble somewhere, and uh, we're we're just not sure who was ever under the mask. Kylo Ren's kind of a copy of Shredder, if you ask me. Yeah. Oh, it's very clear there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Where they got their inspiration. Totally. Totally. That whole Darth Vader thing, that's just a red herring. Yeah. I don't even know. All right. Yeah. It's all about the Shredder. <laughs> it's got the rage. Shredder rage. Grandfather, teach me how to be angry. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. You can't go back there. Okay. What were what were the other... So, okay. Back to, back to lunch lines, though. 
Now, like, I mean, so you don't even have that much experience with this then, having only gone on Fridays to yeah, the school my, lunch. My parents made me take lunch from home, which I guess was more about them being not mean, but concerned for my health. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was going to say, this sounds like a really tough upbringing, Julian. There's a lot of struggle in well, also though, all the, a lot forcing of, you to bring I remember being lunch. jealous of the kids who brought from home like Lunchables and garbage like that, because I always had to eat. I got sandwiches with the crust. <laughs> uh, dog, there's so much like fucked up lunch politics. Like it's not even, it's not even a joke. Like, yeah, I was, I was... I always got public school lunch, and I was definitely jealous of anybody bringing lunch from home. Really? Even people who, like, brought healthy food from home? Probably. But but here you are eating my public school lunch on Fridays because you wanted the pizza as a treat. Like, just as a step down into, you know... Well, public Gen school pop. lunch, at least when I grew up, was kind of junk foody. Listen, I, I had such a problem. I mean, I was given the free public school lunch, but I had such a problem coming off it in middle school that, like, I didn't know what to do. And, like, I refused to take lunch from home, but I also wouldn't pay for lunch. Like, that felt weird and uncomfortable for me. Mm-hmm. So I became I became a mooch in middle school as a result. Winnie the Moocher. And yeah, I would just, I would, I would hang out in the art room, which for some reason was a place where, uh, I mean, I guess it's where you'd expect certain people to hide during like lunch and recess times. Um, but so I'd hang out there and talk about Dragon Ball Z episodes that I hadn't seen yet with people who had seen them. This is what I imagine it's going to be like. (laughs) And... And I would eat saying, bro. I would eat the uh, the scraps of their sandwiches that they brought. Um, made it out pretty well. Little rat. Yeah, yeah. It was like my own like mini Occupy Wall Street before there was such a thing. And I think I was fighting against the public schools. I think maybe I don't don't understand that Occupy reference. (laughs) Where like a lot of them eating. Well, the, the garbage of Wall Street is? in that in that the Occupy movement was made up of, you know, upper middle class uh, fail children who had no way to rebel against society other than just like fucking up a park for a few months. And like, I don't see how that's a parallel to, be... to you eating table scraps. Well, you know, you weren't like rebelling. You were just confused as to how to get food i was rebelling against the idea that i should have to pay for disgusting middle school lunch well yeah i mean but that's i feel like uh, that like mostly made me feel sick when you were younger like you had an aversion to not that you stole things but you would like you're just like i'm not gonna pay for that that's like that's not worth it oh well i definitely had that yeah uh yeah i feel like you Uh, into my mid to late 20s i had that one of just not knowing how to spend money on anything if i could find a way around it like come on why 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 (laughs) um yeah uh but i guess i imagine school lunches uh where you teach are a little bit a little bit nicer Oh, well, so, yeah, I mean, I've had some great experiences with school lunches, you know, uh, currently. As a teacher. As a teacher. Currently have to bring my own, which is, like, you know, kind of a step back. 
feeling feeling the burn a little bit there. I don't know. It would be weird if you were having the same lunch as like your students. If I feel like I guess your kids are so young, but like, can you imagine if like in high school you saw one of your teachers getting a school lunch? Well, but dog, dog, I've worked at schools that provide lunch for their teachers and it's not the same lunch that the kids are getting. There's like two completely unique lunch systems going on. All right. Lay it out. Yeah. We're talking about the private system in, in New York city where if you're a member of NICES, if you're a member of the New York State Independent Association of Schools, I think I did that right. Sure. Um, you like, you're legally obligated, I think, or maybe it's the pre-prep. I don't know. But at some point, you're legally obligated to provide uh, school lunch for your students and for your teachers. And it's ne- and never the twain shall meet. It's always like there is a kids lunch and an adult lunch and it's usually like a lunch bar for the adults um but which is nice but that being said even the kids in these schools are still eating like fucking quinoa taco bowls and uh you know i have no idea what that is but sounds good i don't know i made it up but it sounds awesome and their chefs you know have you know, previously opened their own restaurants before, which like, I don't know, you're working at a school now. So that probably didn't, wasn't the most successful experience in your life, but we're talking about some, you know, pretty high end shit here versus the, as we established the, uh, pink meat cubes on the rectangular pizza on the styrofoam tray of public school. That was such a treasure. Well, you know, I guess they do pay like $50,000. And they get it in lunch, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. They're I, getting it. They're getting it all back in Bobby Flay uh, recipes at meal times. So yeah, yeah. Well, that's it's nice. I uh, it's it's you know it's just another sure part of the gap. Yeah, I it you do get to be healthier if you're well paid if yeah. you're rich. Yeah. Not well paid, but born into money. But you get to be healthier. Like my 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 appreciation for this is like you get to be healthier without even like realizing it, right? Yeah. Because like they have no idea, right? They're oh, like yeah, I they said, don't know how much like good I said, garbage is out there. Yeah, like I said, they don't have to bring lunch, so they don't know like what a drag it is to have your parents make your lunch and like then have to like feel weird about it with your, you know, neighbor to the left and neighbor to the right that you got the lunch with the crust on it, Julian, or whatever. And so they don't have to have that shame or like go home and have to fight with their parents about it. But they also, and they can just blame it on the school fucking chef, just like they do their like personal chef at home. And then they don't have to like, you know, understand that the school lunch provided at other schools you know, isn't this well-balanced meal where choice is involved and, you know, you can have it this way, you can have this amount, whatever. Like, where it's just, yeah, you, you got a... Uh, well, you I, got that fish filet with the cheese in it. Do you remember this one? It's a fish patty with cheese under the breading. No. Holy shit, it was next level. I don't remember that at all. Oh my God, it was incredible. 
it would definitely make you vom chunks right now. I think we should pause right here, and we are going to come back with the snack, snack report. report. We're going to come back with the world-famous snack report, and we're going to come back with a few stories on uh, school lunches when we return. So what? we're back with the snack attack report. Snack attack in your face. Uh, Put it in your mouth. So Gabe, what are we eating today? I, I understand your wife brought this back from okay. Israel. Yes, this is okay. This is this is courtesy of a uh, birthright trip. My wife is a big fan of free trips. You hear that? Big, it is a very exotic wife. Big fan of free trips and a very very. Uh, not fan of politics, so uh, she abstained from all of that, but she did bring back some fun-ass treats. So today we have not just regular, but chocolate bomba. Okay, now you say bomba, but I'm looking at this packaging and it just looks like gibberish. Well, yeah, yeah, but you can see like repetitive symbols in it. So you could see like that there's two B sounds in it, right? Like that's bomba there. Ba, ba, and then something, and then ba, and aha. Uh -huh. Bomba. All I see is. My Hebrew days are well behind me, dog. Oh. Okay. You're not going to get much more out of me than that. Gimel. But. Uh. <laughs> Gimel. Hey, <laughs> Shin, <laughs> and Nun. They're all there, folks. All four characters of the Hebrew language, courtesy of Hanukkah. And one means all of the gelt, one means half of the gelt, one means put the gelt in, and the other means no gelt. So if I think if we read this in a row, then... Um, all the gelt. We've None lost the all, the all the gelt. <laughs> uh, but again, this is, this is chocolate bomba. So not to be confused with chocolate babka. But Bomba is, it's sort of a peanutty, like, puff. So imagine a cheese puff, but coated in, like, peanut butter dust. It does um, smell peanut buttery. And then this one, like, almost like a chocolate croissant, has, like, a chocolate core in the center of it. So really, it has the, like, shape and texture like a of a combo. Exactly. You nailed it, dog. But not pretzely. But not pretzely, and... You know what it smells like to me? Do you remember they Dessert used to make Captain Crunch peanut butter? Yeah, flavor? of course, peanut butter crunch. Yeah, yeah. that's what it smells Heck like yeah. to me. All right, so we're going to try, try it. Yeah, we're going to try Chocolate Bomba now. And, I mean, got good crunch to it. Great mouthfeel, folks. The umami, off the charts. Tastes a lot like the Captain Crunch. Yeah. It's not quite as hard. Well, it's like that it's like that fakey peanut butter feel, right? Fakey peanut butter taste. Like approaching it but not quite it. Um but then it, it does have sort of a smoother core that you get to, uh, which is nice. Yeah. Though I do suspect a bag of these you might eat all of them, but you would feel both sick and unsatisfied at the end. So now I've seen this. I've seen this with children. You know, there's lots of Israeli families in New York. I've seen this with uh, young children at schools uh, as like a dessert treat. Young kippur. Yes, that's what we call them. <laughs> um, the Germans call them kinder, and we call them young young kippur. Uh, but I've seen this with them as like a desserty treat, 
but usually it's it's not the chocolate bomba. And uh, what is it normally? Well, it's just the regular bomba. So, so it's does just, it have anything in the middle? There's nothing in the middle. It's just a peanut butter puff, and. I think you could probably get through a bag of those without feeling like really, you know, puffy and awful. Um, and with these, I, I definitely hear what you're saying. And too much of this, there's there's a definite sweetness that I think the regular Bomba doesn't have. Um, it rides that line of being like a savory and a sweet the way that peanut butter does. But the chocolate, you know, pushes that balance way over into the sweet. So, you don't want to eat a bag of this shit. According to this, the ingredients are just gibberish. Just more <laughs> gibberish on the back. Yeah, the nutritional information laws are very, very loose in Israel. So, they usually just fill that with squiggly marks that have almost no meaning. Like uh, since, like, I don't know... 65 million BC or something like that. Um, yeah, it was when dragons died. when dragons roamed the earth. Dinosaurs died and then uh, the Jews killed them all. <laughs> That's, that is how I teach it at, at school. Um, right, it's like David came and he slang, slingshotted a giant asteroid at the earth. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's exactly right. He He put an asteroid, he put, you know, stardust into his slingshot. Uh, from orbit, near orbit, and uh, he just killed them fuckers. That's where Orion's belt comes from, guys. <clears throat> the uh, yeah, look look for that story, among others, in the upcoming Samson movie. Is uh, there an upcoming sure, Samson movie? Sure to be historically accurate. Is there an upcoming Samson? There is totally an upcoming Samson movie. When you say sure to be historically <laughs> accurate... You're talking about I'm like, implying that the, the Bible is accurate. Is, I know, yeah. I know, I know. I was just going to let that hang out there, but okay, fine. You can hammer me on that. <laughs> I'll take it. Um, all right, so that's been the snack report. Um, from that to back to school lunches, we have um, a couple of announcements here. Uh, just, just in case you weren't aware, um, but so Julian... Since since we went to school as children, there had been some changes to school lunch. Now, I, I can't speak to... Right, the, Michelle Obama made them in her garden. Yeah, I was going to say, I can't, I can't speak to what uh, George W. Bush did to school lunch, although I'm sure his mission was accomplished on that regard. Um, but in the 2000s, uh, that's right, Michelle Obama did... Uh, what was ketchup as a vegetable? Was that Reagan? No, no, no. That that was into the nineties. I don't know who I don't know who it was under, but that was still a, an actual uh, fact on the books that ketchup could be classified as a vegetable. I really think until it was Michelle Obama. Well, it is made from sugar, reenacted which that. is a plant. <coughs> so it's made from sugar, which is a plant. Sugar cane is that a vegetable? Yeah, but well. I'd imagine sugarcane has to be a vegetable, but then tomato is That's a my, fruit. My five vegetables a day are just <laughs> sugar <laughs> and corn syrup. Yeah, yeah. Right. That's well, why I have three Mexican Cokes and two regular Cokes. Wait, are we still counting corn as a vegetable because it's also a starch? I don't know where we are on corn anymore. Things could be starchy, but... 
I, so like wheat's a vegetable, why right? Mm. But it's yeah, I don't know a grain or a starch. I don't know. These um, corn kernels are they fruits because they hold the seeds? All I know is once you pop, you can't stop, Julian. Those are Pringles. Oh, that's, that's Pringles. Fuck. <laughs> that's potatoes, and we know how you feel about potatoes, I don't dog. Like <laughs> Hate that texture. Once you Unless jiffy it's fried. pop, you'll probably burn a lot of the popcorn. Have you ever used Jiffy Pop before? Yeah, as like a kid. I'm I'm pretty sure I set the whole thing on fire once. Oh. Yeah. Not good. Not good with foil on the stove. It just doesn't make any sense anyway. But back to back to announcements in school lunch. So uh, recently, uh, as recently as 2017, we've had some rollbacks. Uh, I know people usually like rollbacks in terms of like pricing rollbacks at Walmart. Um, these are the kind that people don't usually like. So the US, uh, the USDA. Um, I don't even know what that stands for. What's that? The United States, United States Department of Agriculture. Thank you. Uh, the the secretary of the USDA has rolled back all the standards on uh, school lunches that the Obamas put into place during their time in the White House. Uh, so if if tomatoes, sorry, if ketchup was ruled as a vegetable or not rule, ruled out of being a vegetable at any point. It is definitely a vegetable again and fulfills all your quadrants of vegetables. Um, and also we are back on the sodium and fat train and uh, woo woo, here comes the train. Boop boop. Uh, so yeah, um, I'm, I'm just gonna read one quote here and then we can go back to discussion, but this from, from Purdue, the secretary, uh, this announcement is the result of no, years of... No, Gabe, do it with your impression of Sonny Purdue. You're so good. Uh, my impression is pretty spot on. Now, this announcement is the result of years of feedback from students, schools, and food service experts about the challenges they are facing in meeting the final regulations for school meals. If kids aren't eating the food and it's ending up in the trash... They aren't getting any nutrition, thus undermining the intent of the program. That was way off. <laughs> I, uh, sorry, guys. It veered. It veered into a little Cosbyism. I do apologize uh, to uh, uh, Purdue and, holy the, and, <laughs> and the Purdue family. <laughs> um. Actually, I just apologize to the producer. Well, I say, family, I say, I say, not, <laughs> Now, I say, I say, I say, Sunday. Uh, well, I say, I say, I say, Rudy. But so, so we're back. So again, like I said, Julian, at some point, kids might have stopped eating rectangular pizza with meat cubes on it. But thankfully, they are back on the meat cubes. Like, we're, we're glad to have it back to the way it was in the 90s. Uh, you know, really what, what got us on the, uh, you know, the obesity roller coaster and, uh, your thoughts. If God wasn't upset with poor people for being poor, he wouldn't have given them all diabetes through the, uh, poor nutrition 
started in American free lunches. If if I learned anything from the story of Job, it is that, right? It is that like you sort of asked for on. it. Are you mispronouncing the story of Job? Oh, I'm sorry. The story of Jobs. Yes, the story of Steve of Jobs. Steve Jobs. Um, which is a, it is a godly story. It's that God listen, was mad I, at him. If I didn't hate you, I wouldn't have given you that cancer that ate your body. Um, or that stupid brain that, you know, thought you could fight it with, uh, fruits and vegetables. And hence why he's giving us, you know, fatty, salty, you know, school fatty, lunches, fatty, fatty, boombalati school lunches that we all want and crave. Because as Purdue points out, like, the fat and the salt aren't doing their job if the kids are just throwing the lunch away because it's too healthy, right? Like, I think this is a really important point that Purdue is making, that, you know, we, we, we don't want the kids to be offered healthy varieties uh, that, that just wind up in the trash because that's a waste of, you know, food material, Instead, we can feed them, like, near-food byproducts that they really crave. Chitlins. You know? <laughs> like chitlins, yeah. Or, like, uh, you know, hooves. Hooves ground down into a fine paste. Pork rind. <laughs> Pork rind. <laughs> Mud. Um, Mud just slathered with mayo, uh, the way God intended it. Um, Not fully digested kids... vomit. Chud. Just chud. Juke cakes. <laughs> Y'all juke cakes, huh? <laughs> when they burn your food beyond recognition and make you eat it. <laughs> Wait, what is that from? I know this. Praise <laughs> Alright, yeah. You definitely want to be feeding your kids juke cakes. No, don't do that. It's, oh. It totally, like, it's basically like throwing the food away. You've burned off all the nutrition. Oh, I see. Maybe yes. the kids eat charcoal. Today. Yes, yes. You're right. You you want to feed them uh, the prison slop that's given to the prisoners before it's made into chute cakes for solitary confinement. That's right. Now, for detention, you can feel free to chute cake it up, right? Yeah, starve them. <laughs> Chute cakes are too good for these kids. Get some purple drink. <laughs> Get them hooked early. Get some apple soda. <laughs> sour apple soda. Just take a bunch of sour apple Jolly Ranchers, melt them down, add a little bit of seltzer. <laughs> I don't know what That's... the fuck sour apple soda is, but I love it. I it's, love it. It's a uh, fruit. Just add some seltzer. Now, wait, are you actually adding seltzer or are you just adding water and then blowing bubbles into it with a straw and pretending that it's carbonated? Because I. Poor man, so stream? <laughs> I think. I think you really, really want to limit the uh, the cost of these ingredients, too. Because as, as we established with Oklahoma, like, we really want to spend as little as possible on our students um, in terms of transportation and nutrition and all of these like really unnecessary things in childhood right um if we're going to educate them properly and like raise them up by their bootstraps you know 
Who's got straps on their boots these days? I, I, not enough kids have straps on their boots to be raising themselves up, and I think we really need to investigate this issue. Also, like the talk, leverage. Talk on to Timberland. Tough. What's that? The the leverage. I, I don't know how you'd pick your whole self up by your. It doesn't matter. Um, but you also want to talk about not shaming all these kids. Well, okay, so so now now we've we've gone from having moderately healthy lunches under the Obama administration to like, you know, straight up salt licks. Glad we're back. Glad to see you again, rectangular pizza. Um, but governor of New York State, uh, Andrew Cuomo, uh, you know, for nostalgia fans out there, way to get another Cuomo in. Legacy, legacy dog. Um, he has an issue with this, or not so much with this, but he has an issue about school lunches that came out recently, uh, which is lunch shaming. Um, now, I don't know if you're familiar with this. I know I didn't know anything about this, but apparently... What are you talking about? We both grew up ashamed of our lunches. No, right. So we grew up naturally ashamed of our lunches the same way we grew up ashamed of our bodies and ashamed of... I don't think like... I learned shame for my body until like I was... <clears throat> 11 or 12. Oh, all right. Yeah, that's probably fair. But, like, it also still felt like a very natural occurrence, though, right? Like, that just, like, but, like, yeah, that. you just, yeah. <laughs> this, this isn't something that anybody else is going through. It's just you. Only you feel this way. And yeah. it's well earned. Um, but so, yeah, we just both naturally felt shame about our lunches. Um, but Cuomo. Cuomo wants to do something about this, okay? He's out there to protect the young Gabriel and Julians of today from feeling any of this. So he's uh, he's out to stop lunch shaming. So, so during lunch, everybody has to wear blackout glasses so they can't tell. Or they lunch in a pitch black room, like those dining experiences. I that that is one idea that they consulted. Uh, they they did they did investigate that. Uh, it seemed a little costly. Uh, they they didn't. What do you mean? Be... All you have to do is turn the lights out. Well, they didn't want to be providing blackout glasses to the students. Um, and then the the turning the lights out thing. Uh, you know, the the schools are already cutting back on most of their insurance policies, and they felt like there would be a lot of concussions and like CTE related injuries if you just turned the lights out in a lunchroom and just had you know those lunatics uh, going buck wild in the darkness. Like, <clears throat> the Cuomo and, and the DOE had actually seen a bunch of episodes of that MTV show, Dating in the Dark, prior to that, and it, it really just turned them off the whole idea. So, so instead, what do instead? So instead, Cuomo, I quote, uh, this administration remains committed to removing barriers to healthy food options while providing a supportive, effective learning environment for students across this great state. Um, dubbed the No Student Goes Home Hungry program, uh, Cuomo's initiative calls for, among other steps, a law that prohibits any public act that humiliates a student who cannot afford lunch. So the law would target... Like it outlaws it? Yeah, yeah. So, no. like if a student goes up to another student and says, like, ha-ha, you have to get a free lunch... That student goes Assume to the position, son. That student goes to jail? Assume the position. Well, I, what, what's, I'm having a hard time understanding 
what's against the law. Uh, I think. I mean, I think like he's, is the I student's think he action. It. Wow. Yeah, I think the student's action is like. I mean, no doubt punishable it's a by thing to do, you know some like... stint in juvie. Which I'm sure if you go to juvie, then aren't you probably going to be like shaming somebody's lunch there as well, or like well, everybody shaming a student lunch in juvie. Well, I guess they get the same lunch, but like maybe you're like There's shaming like... somebody for the way they eat their lunch. Like you're already an asshole, right? Like, we know that's why you're in juvie, because you just shamed a kid for, like, you You might even be shaming a kid for getting the same public school lunch that you're getting, or the same free lunch that you're getting. Like, Look, I don't want to Are we punishing those kids? Gabe, but this country was founded on the freedom to shame people about their economic disparities. I agree, but... But but wait wait are we are we also saying that a student that's getting the same lunch can be legally prosecuted for shaming somebody or does this have to be like a top down thing right does it have to be oh like if a somebody kid, if there's the kid like I didn't get a pizza that day I had to come with like <coughs> whole wheat peanut butter and jelly and the kid with the pizza is like oh look at you and your yeah. Foggy ass. Is there like reverse lunch shaming? Right. Like, well, well, I don't I mean, I wouldn't say it's reverse. It's just straight up shaming. Well, I'm just shaming, shaming. I know, but I'm using it in the sense of like reverse racism, the way that that's like not a thing. But people say it all the time. Like, it's not a thing. And people need to stop doing that. Um, But yeah, I don't know. I'm going to read a little bit further because I do think it gets better uh, in that. The law would also target such practices as requiring free lunch recipients to wear special bracelets or stickers or the calling of their names over a loudspeaker. So, I, I mean, I didn't know this, but apparently this has been common practice that free lunch kids come up to the Okay, now if you're going to be taking free lunch today, uh, we need you to accept your gold star at the school gate and uh, fix it to your person in a public display. That's a good point. I'm glad you uh, <laughs> liken this to Nazi Germany. <laughs> what, what else am I supposed to do? Oh, I don't know, Gabe. A thousand other things? <laughs> Not belittle the... I mean, apparently... Apparently, this is a practice we didn't know that was happening, was that it, it, it seems like schools were straight up setting kids up for this kind of, you know, lunch shaming that, again, well, we didn't even know existed. I think we've learned that if people are not socially incentivized to succeed and make more money, <laughs> they're never gonna. <laughs> and spend their whole lives living off welfare and free lunches. Well, with limp ass bootstraps not I mean, being pulled on at all. I mean, to 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 this to this end. Wait, now I, this this would be akin then. If if I'm sorry, if I extrapolated this out, this would be akin to forcing people on welfare and food stamps to wear some sort of like sign around their neck that says like I am a drain on like your tax dollars or something. Like this would like this is insane who the fuck came up with this oh i walk around with business cards that have my marginal tax rate on them. <laughs> and you know I, 
I love telling cops that I pay their salary. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You you know me. I, I, I think we've mentioned before, I'm not the biggest fan of tenure in the world. Um, and I think that, you know, if you're doing a shitty job, you should be fired for your shitty job. Let me put this What's out there. What's it have to do with school lunches? Well, here's what it has to do with school lunches. If you're a principal or administrator of any kind who thought it was okay to call out free lunch kids' names on the fucking loudspeaker or make them wear fucking bracelets or any other kind of, like, defining accessory, not only should you be fired on the spot, you should be, like, tried for, like, child abuse and and negligence and just fucking common sense idiocy. That is some dumb fucking ignorant shit right there maybe they were celebrating the free lunch kids maybe they're like congratulations we hope you rise above your current station <laughs> and then they force them to sit at the one table that has three legs on it in and the like cafeteria and like the flickering as you enter the school in the lobby uh, the free lunch kids <laughs> This 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 month's free lunch kit of the month is, you know, some uh, a concerned teacher comes on to the PA system and it's like Rodney Jeremy is Rodney's last name is Jeremy. It's strange people make fun of it. Anyway, she goes Rodney Jeremy. Um, I was noticing a bit of an odor on you. I'm assuming that, well, because of your family situation, uh, you can't wash yourself or your clothing. Um, if you need one of us from the school to do it, uh, please let us know down at the principal's office. Otherwise, no worries. Rodney, uh, Rodney, sorry, sorry to call you out again. Uh, it appears... What? Which Rodney do you think she's talking about? Rodney, it appears that your, your shoes have fallen apart again on the stairwell. Uh, the soles are between the third and fourth floors. Uh, if you could come pick these up. Uh, See, that's not exactly because they're not helping Rodney in that case. It's more like a oh, which one was the help? Well, I'm saying that like she got on (laughs) because she was her heart was in the right place. She was like, if you want me to take your clothes, doesn't Rodney doesn't Rodney want his shoes back? That just feels more like a thing of like Rodney, you're littering. Come pick it up. (laughs) That's cruel. (laughs) What would be nice would be like, um, let's see. Give me another Rodney announcement. Uh, ooh, what what's a good Rodney announcement? Um, like, oh, Rodney. Um, we can see that. Ro- uh, yeah, uh, I, I've got co- one. I've got one. I've got one. I've got one. Rod. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know why this is a school announcement, but it's gonna be a school announcement. Uh, Rodney, I I can see that you've once again been uh uh using toilet paper to uh, complete your homework assignments. Um, While I understand that is a a cheap and affordable option for you, um, I I do have some uh, recycled newspaper here in the office that I'd be glad to loan you uh, for the sake of completing set assignments in the margins uh, to be returned to my office upon completion. Thank you. I gotta be honest, to me, it feels like we're writing a modern epistolary version of Pygmalion. <laughs> By Jove, I think she's got it. <laughs> I think she's got it. Um, so yeah, we're we're really we're really glad that principals out there have the uh, 
decency and the common sense to to really help their students in this way. And uh, well, you know, I, I do want to shame uh, Governor Cuomo for I, I, stepping in and and overregulating where it's not necessary. And I think he should be taking a cue from Mister Secretary Purdue uh, and and just really cutting back. You know, letting letting lunch be what it will be and just like hope that it'll go the place that we want it to or like don't, you know, but, you know, as we as we established earlier, just like, you know, let let chaos theory reign. Well, you know, like I the way that I would structure my classroom is like the most comfortable desks and the easiest desks to sit at, like we rank them and people sit in them proportional to what we think that their parents pay into the paying taxes Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. you know like you know uh the poorest kids are like writing on cardboard on the floor right right and like that way that incentivizes both them and their parents to earn their way up to getting their kid into a better seat listen if there's if there's anything julian that i understand about you know the 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 teens, the the two thousand teens. It's masturbation. It's that, oh, oh well, no, no, no. That that's that was learned much long ago. I see. Two thousand teens. Two thousand teens is that uh, you know all subtlety is dead, right? And all metaphor is lost. I believe it's now called and subtlety. Subtlety. All subtlety is gone, um, supposedly, and so we we might as well, as Phrenology. you're saying, just be having this out in the open, right? Like, cause. Because kids already know, kids already know where their social strata is, or where their social economic strata is, I should say. Um, but I, I like your idea of the ideal classroom being one in which not only do they know, but all of their peers know and are able to, you know, adequately judge each other accordingly. Well, yeah, and the richest kid in class gets to decide what you learn. Isn't isn't that just the Brooklyn Free School again? I guess I don't think I I wasn't the richest kid, but it was just like the most socially equipped to, you know, be the loudest voice in the room. Maybe the richest kid just has veto power over the teacher. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. And uh... gets to take away the desk of any kid he wants. It's basically the same rules as the card game idiot or president or really any card drinking game where you can make rules up. That's just what. Julian's ideal classroom would be. Mm-hmm. Yep. Goodbye. <laughs> See you later, folks.